If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. On this week's episode of Barbecue and Tech, we decided to go a little different and try to do some barbecue that our vegan and vegetarian friends would enjoy. I'm sure you have vegan and vegetarian friends and they're usually not invited to the barbecue for very logical reasons because we are cooking everything that they refuse to eat. But uh, this week we decided to do something different and threw down a little bit of barbecue that our vegan and vegetarian friends actually were calling and saying, don't eat it all, save a little bit for me. I'm your host, Rod Simmons, joined by my partner in crime co-host, Chris Ashley. What up, dog? What up, what up, what up? Man, uh, this was exciting. Yeah, man. This is uh, something I've been thinking about for a while and trying to figure out. And I've been practicing part of it. And I was like, you know, I, we got to figure something out because <laughs> surprisingly, uh, we have a ton of friends that are either vegan or vegetarian uh, for one reason or another, whether it be personal reasons or just lifestyle change or health reasons or whatever. But it's more than just you know, you know, it's like, you know, I got a one and a half friends, but, you know, I have quite a few friends that actually uh, indulge in the in the way. And it, to the point where I started trying different vegan and vegetarian dishes and I was like, yeah, this actually tastes pretty good. In fact, now um, at the at the uh, Asian restaurant up here, I actually order their uh, their tofu general sales tofu more than I order anything else on their menu because I enjoy it so much. Um, like they do something different with their stuff. So I was like, let me start experimenting and see what, what I can come up with from our beloved, uh, barbecue, uh, angle. Uh, first off, folks, uh, sorry we had to miss last week, but we had a family emergency, um, that kind of threw off our schedules. And then this one's going up a little bit late, but never too late, uh, as, uh, Destiny released their raid this week. And, uh, your boy was tied up trying to, no, 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 Don't the bury the first. lead. You weren't just tied up. You were a day one completed. 48 hours. 48 hours. Dude, no, no, no. Was it day one or was it not? Is it classified as day one or not? It's classified. I don't know. I think they changed it to, I think they actually changed the name from day one to 48. But either way, I was one of the, I did have a group that finally, that was able to complete their raid in the first uh, 48 hours of its release, which, uh, you know, there are people who have been in there. I was talking to a friend of mine who was saying that, uh, our mutual friend was still in there after 
I think it was like 36 hours trying to beat the final boss. And uh, I it just reset at one o'clock. So I don't even I have no idea if they actually did it, pulled it off or not. But uh, you did. You know. It doesn't matter. <laughs> do, you, do, you get, do you get like a do you get like a badge or anything for this like uh, we're like on your character it says i'm i'm the i'm the S-H-I-T. yeah yeah you actually do uh there's a, uh every character has an emblem a changeable emblem you know accomplishing different things yeah and throughout the game you get an emblem you can wear and uh yeah definitely wanted an emblem there's two no, different you- emblems for completing the raid one for completing the raid and then there's an entirely different one for actually uh, completing it on in that you know kind of day one. All right. So then, month. here's a question I'm going to have that challenge you with. Actually, uh, have you ever seen someone wear that emblem on their character for a day one completion of a raid pr- prior to this weekend? I, no, I don't have. Uh, I didn't have a ton of here. friends. That uh, no, they're all good. But <laughs> now I've been in groups with people who who have other people that completed you know day ones. Um, but um, my, my I, curiosity around this was if you've seen it before, like what the emblem looks like, I'm wondering what the emblem you're getting looks like. Oh, if it's the I'll, same, then you're to day one. Yeah, no, each raid, anymore. each raid has its own emblem. All right. And, uh, you know, so, yeah, so you could get one for one, but also on your raid report. So there's, an, there's actually a website called uh, Raid Report. And generally what happens is when you go to either look for other people for a group or you publish your availability for other people to pick you up with their group to run a raid, they're going to look you up on raid report and see. And so especially, especially on a day one. So I'll give you an example. There was one cat that uh, he, he was just trying to get his completion. So he had, uh, he had came in with us and then he had to take a flight so he missed the middle of the raid and then he came back w- with us at the end. So he beat the boss. He beat the first two encounters, but he had to finish the third encounter. And that third encounter is, for all intents and purposes, probably harder than the the final encounter. And uh, And that's not to say we didn't spend hours trying to get the final encounter done. But oftentimes you'll find that there's like this one encounter, whether it be the second or third that pretty much separates the 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 weak from the strong. It's, it's the thin and the herd one. So and I just, uh, it, I just looked you up. And what's the newest? Is the newest raid called Root of Nightmares? That is it. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I'm looking at you right here. Uh, I don't know what this any of this means. So it's it's a it doesn't mean a lot to me. It's very yeah. confusing. What's this? What do you say? Give me an example. Uh well, it, it has like things like uh, oh, sorry, let me I'm moving this back so I can put it in front of, right in front of me. Uh, it has like normal guided games, kills, deaths. Yeah, assists. so yeah, you killed like, the death, funny thing obviously. is that like like the King's Fall has like a, eighteen. Like I guess it says eighteen, and it says clears underneath it. Yeah, that's how many times I've beat it. But then on this one, it says it has zero it says clears but i know you beat it because this was like yeah. your coup de gras so i'm assuming it not until the day lapses will what it they may go. it may update on reset um yeah. but uh yeah until it's you know kds or your your kill death ratios and then you have your carries or your sherpas or ah king of Fallen, your, you have a week one on there so I, i'm gonna be checking so this so i can see that's what it a says. week one but not a day one right so i beat you know most of the raids i've beaten in the first week of it releasing but yeah. not on the first day. And right, then this is really cool. 
Yeah, I so didn't I was, even know about this. This is like an underground that I feel like <laughs> never made, made a member of. Yeah, so you can look people up. And the reason why it's important, because people will lie to you. They'll tell you like, oh, yeah, we can do this. I'm, I know how to do that. You look them up and like, you've never even done this, right? What are you talking about? You know what I mean? Get out of here. And, uh, you know, all you really want is people to tell you the truth. You don't want to go spend three, four hours, you know, grinding out in this competition or in this hard event. And these guys just have no idea what to do. And so one of my buddies was trying to complete it. Holy cow. There's a lot of raids for this one. Uh, Yeah, overall, the the game has a ton of raids. Is it fair to say the first one with uh, Leviathan? Uh, that's the first one in Destiny 2, the Leviathan Raid, yeah. Yeah, good gracious. Yeah, man, crazy. Well, yeah. like I say, I feel like I've been led into a, a secret, uh, secret society. I, <laughs> I had no idea existed. All right, let's... Uh, well, the cool part is like, I'm, God bless my wife. She's just, you know, one of the best wives a dude could have. And uh, especially a guy like me who's a gamer and has so many activities. I was like, listen, it's a raid. Um, You know, it's a day one. And she was like, what do you need me to do? <laughs> and I was like, nothing. I got everything under control. It's just going to be a busy time. And uh, she was like, all right, what did she do? I, I, I So she went out to get my daughter and she was on the way back. And I was like, hey, have you passed this store yet? Because I want I need a couple energy drinks. She's like, yeah, I'm actually at the house. I was like, oh, okay, all right. Well, don't worry about it. She's like, I can go back out. I was like, nah, don't worry about it. So what did she do? She Instacart's. All the, my favorite energy drinks, all my favorite snacks that I like to, you know, my almonds and all that stuff. And then, you know, she's like, here you go. Who's the best wife? I was like, you I got this. You your gaming catheter, everything. <laughs> yeah, ready exactly. To go, baby. Exactly. <laughs> only, that was the only thing missing was the actual IV to pump the almonds directly into my system. But, you know, in oh between, you know, we're, you know, taking minor breaks, I was able to snack on some of the, the barbecue that I made. And, uh, man, it was, uh, it, I was really happy. You came, you came through and was able to taste some and uh, offer some improvements <clears throat> and areas to change up. So let's go through this uh, meal one by one. So um, what I did recently was I made an entire uh, vegan slash vegetarian uh, barbecue. And uh, I wanted to come up with three dishes that I know I could probably pull off, make it tasty and delicious. And, uh, you know, that even me, a meat eater would eat. And so what I decided was I already had locked in my, my tofu burnt ends. I pretty much got the process down uh, for that one. And then I said, okay, for the longest time, I keep hearing about this mysterious jackfruit and how when it's a very popular item that uh, vegans use. And in fact, it, in, in the thing that makes it awesome is like in different states of of its growth. So when it's younger, it much it has quite the consistency of like a chicken, or you know, it, and verse you know when it's when it, when it's older and says this is in like an Asian fruit, it, and apparently this thing weighs like a hundred pounds. Because I was like, oh, I'll just go find one, and cut it up, and then I was looking, and I was like. Oh wow, this thing is a nightmare to to uh, <laughs> carve up and uh, get the meat out of it. So, and then it's like, oh, you can just buy canned. I was like, done. <laughs> so I did. Uh, and uh, what they say is that jackfruit is an excellent replacement for to or uh, substitute for a pulled pork sandwich. So I was like, okay, that's two. And then I was like. Well, recently, you know, we talked about doing the smoked meatloaf that we did for the Super Bowl. I was like, that's an easy no-brainer one. I said, I can go to get the Beyond Meat, 
turn it into a meatloaf, and then I'll make smoked meatloaf out of it. And uh, so I was like, that's a full menu right there. And then, of course, any good pulled pork sandwich got to have the coleslaw on the top. So I whipped up some coleslaw. And I was like, all right, well, here we go. Let's see if we can get this done. And the beautiful thing about this is the fact that it doesn't, none of this stuff takes long, right? So here, here's the, the concept is, you know, when, when I smoke food, I want to be able to smoke something that everybody likes. And it's part of the reason why I end up smoking so much of it. And the reality is, um, you know, a lot of my friends are, are vegan or vegetarian by choice. So they're not going to give me a hard time if it's smoked in the same, you know, device that the other stuff was smoked in, you know, whereas you have some people that are super hardcore, I'm not going to go buy another couple of thousand dollar smoker. You know what I mean? I'm just not going to do that. So, you know, but, you know, I, I said, let me, let me come up with something here. And so I went to the grocery store, picked up the Beyond Meat. And for this was simple. I figured if I get, because the, the cool thing about Beyond Meat is that, they sell it in the patties. They sell the sausages and all the stuff, but they also send it in like packages, kind of like, you know, like you would buy ground beef. So I said, if I take one of those typical packages and split it in half, that's enough. Each half is enough for one meatloaf, one mini meatloaf. So I just bought three packages of that. Um, and, and then remember, if you remember when we were talking about doing the meatloaf for the, uh, for the Super Bowl, I didn't use egg. I use applesauce. So I was like, this is perfect. I can use the same thing for this. Applesauce acts as a binder. And uh, so we're, we're good to go. So I got my tofu burnt ends. And the number one trick I can tell people who wants to smoke tofu for their friends is just cut it first. Don't try to smoke it whole. It's just not going to work. Now, did you did you uh, press your tofu as well? So, so no. And, oh, uh, norm- okay. and it's because the oh, God. Sorry. 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 Well, you well normally I would. Because I like, you know, and I think most people that I know of like a firm tofu, but I figured I would leave it in there long enough to kind of evaporate a lot of the water. And I've seen different methods of uh, removing the water from the tofu. And normally there's like a pre-pressed tofu that I get from the Asian market. Yep. Um, but there's no water in the packaging whatsoever. And so that's you my favorite. With, didn't have the water in the package? No, you, this time. Regular. Yeah, I went regular firm, but what I did was I just went ahead and drained it and then I just left it in some paper towel. That's it. But apparently freezing is the most effective technique for removing water out of tofu, surprisingly. So, you know, I have a tofu press, which I mean, it works great. And I mean, if you ever talk to like a, a, a vegan or a vegetarian who is constantly eating tofu, many of them will say the presses are great. But unfortunately, like you can usually they're designed to press a single if you will, a brick of tofu. Right. Yeah. And many of them will just yeah. say, take That's it right. out, let That's it drain right. for a little bit, and then just put a book on top of it and let it just, yeah. you know, like in over a towel and it'll just press the extra water out of it and you're fine. Yep. But for me, I was like, um, A, I'm going to cut it into cubes. Yep. B, it's going to go on a smoker for quite a bit of time. So I think I'll be okay. And so I just did a regular little draining and I cut it into cubes. And now that I bought all those, uh, those cookie sheets and the, and the tray racks, it makes it so much easier, uh, to smoke it. So I right. just loaded them. I see, put them in a bowl and, um, I hit it with some, uh, soy sauce. And then I hit, I just hit it with like, uh, I think I'd used a, I used a, uh, an AP rub and then I used some meat church, uh, rub and that was it. Just coated it pretty well. 
laid it out on the uh, on the rack and I was like, call this ready for the smoker. And then uh, next up was the meatloaf. So I opened up the packages of the uh, Beyond Meat. So you didn't like obviously um you did, well I'm not saying obviously you didn't use the Beyond Meat burgers but you used like kind of the um the ground the package the ground not yeah. the taco meat though right no no oh, no that no, stuff no. is awful yeah I've never had that um and I wouldn't use I wouldn't I don't I don't like pre seasoned meat uh. So I, I would never use that. I would rather just get the the packaging of the bulk of it and then season it myself. Okay. Um. So I grabbed the three packages, opened them up, and I just opened them up into a nice big bowl. Um. I threw on some panko breadcrumbs. I threw on some uh, applesauce, and then you know salt, pepper. Um. You know, uh, I took a packaging of uh pre cut celery. I'm not celery. Uh, green peppers, onions. Dumped that in there. And I was like, okay, I don't want to go too crazy with this. Um, so that was enough. And then the one thing that I did, because I didn't want to smash it. And if you have ever, anybody's ever handled Beyond Meat, it gets sticky pretty quickly. So I just used yeah. a spoon to kind of mix it in together. Uh, my goal was so not to overly condense it and pack it in. and But I wanted a good mix where the, the flavor was there. And so um, I took that, put it in my uh, meatloaf pan. And one, I, one thing I did do, because I wanted it to come easily out of the pan and I knew I wasn't going to wait to kind of cool off. Um, I, I went ahead and uh, put the, uh, uh, I sprayed the pan with like a little olive oil so that I could pop them out pretty easily. Yeah. And, uh, and it, it, and it actually holds together pretty well. So it binds, it bind, it bound pretty well. So that was uh, easy. And then, um, Finally, was the jackfruit. So, so is there a particular brand of uh, canned jackfruit you went with? No, I just went with what the grocery. I'll grab the <laughs> name. I don't. I don't have the yeah. exact name. First off, it took me forever to find it. Um, I was up and down the fruit aisle and could not find it. And I think it was actually, if I remember correctly, it actually turned up being in the like the Asian food aisle. Yeah. All the way on the bottom. There was tons of cans there, but they were just sitting there. It was like nobody, they were so lonely. So I went ahead and I actually grabbed six cans of it and I only cooked three of it because I knew I was going to want to try it again. To, right, well, uh, we will make sure we include, because I know jackfruit can come in a brine or not in a brine. Yeah, um, this one was in a water. Um, it was like, it said lightly seasoned. But uh, I, yeah, obviously, I just essentially took a, my my draining strainer and I immediately dumped everything in there. So before I started everything, I put the tofu upside down, cut it open, let it drain. And I put the jackfruit in the strainer and put it over the sink so that I could drain right out the gate. Right. Um, And then so so now was the seasoning. So I did the tofu. I did the jackfruit. And I'm sorry, I did the uh, the meatloaf. And then I took. uh. It was time to make the uh, the uh, jackfruit. So what I did was uh, I simply put it into a bowl and I took a wooden spoon and I started smashing it. So it was almost like the opposite process of doing a, a pulled pork. You cook the shoulder, the shoulder or the butt, you're done, you let it rest, and then you pull it. In this right. case, I actually uh, took I took out two forks and I took out a, a wooden spoon. I kind of smashed it a little bit and I wasn't getting... the what I wanted out of it. So then I ended up taking the two forks and it literally pulled like I was pulling pork. It was crazy. 
<laughs> like I was taking the two forks and, you know, just which, holding one with one and pulling it with the other. Counterintuitive because you, you don't, everybody expects you pull post cooking. And in this case, you're, you're pulling it before you cook it. Did you find that you had to throw some out because smaller pieces were burning or no? Cause it was in a pan with juices that it was fine. Nope. Didn't have to throw anything out. Um, the only thing is like, I guess when they put it in the can, there were some seeds included. And, uh, I, I went and smoked them just to see if they're at, apparently, I guess they're edible. Um, uh, so to see how it came out, but, uh, for the most part, didn't throw anything out. And if, if anyone's wondering what it looks, it kind of looks like a pineapple. Like when it's yeah. coming out of the can, it's, it looks like a giant pineapple, giant pineapple chunks in the can. I did not realize that they were a hundred pound fruit like that. Yeah. They, they can, I guess I should say they can they get, get up, up to a hundred pounds. Yeah. Yeah. They're, I mean, they're massive. Um, so once I, you know, had pulled it and got the consistency I wanted, then I went ahead and seasoned it. And, um, I seasoned it pretty heavily with the, uh, with a typical, um, AP. And then I hit it with, uh, some additional, uh, black pepper on a freshly ground black pepper. And then I just, um, I think that was it. I think I kept it pretty simple on that one. Yeah, I didn't do too crazy. So whatever you would put on your typical pulled pork is what I would do to the jackfruit. Essentially, is what I'm telling you. Okay. Now everybody who talks about it, they put it in the the, the oven, and you know, I, I have a smoker, so that's where it went. Uh, and I, and once again, I had laid it out on one of my new wire mesh uh tra- racks inside of a tray. So having these trays that I bought, these uh and these the mesh racks are paying off dividends already uh for me. Uh, because then it was time to, you know, when I got the meatloaf out, I essentially basically I had enough to fill up all six slots of the uh meatloaf, the mini meatloaf tray that I bought as well. And this tray is nonstick as well to me and which made life easier too. So I had enough to fill, fill up that tray and then I, and still make two more, one smaller one, but then definitely had enough for a full one. So ended up with pretty much eight, uh, of the, uh, meatloafs. Um, and the one thing I did do. And for the meatloaf, you said you used applesauce again as a binder. Correct. Um, I use the applesauce as the binder. Did not put any sour cream, uh, nothing like that. And then keeping with the theme, when I made my coleslaw, I didn't use any mayonnaise, even though I probably could have pulled off using the olive oil mayo, which I do actually like. Um, but I didn't. I just made a entirely vinegar based coleslaw. Yeah, so it, no, it had a bite to it. Uh, which yeah, actually no, I no, I I take that back. What I thought had a bite to it was the jackfruit. And I thought the coleslaw took the bite of the jackfruit down and pulled down that vinegar because you you are you are definitely a Carolina barbecue sauce. Type yes, guy. for 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 um for my pulled pork, I'm a fan of the Carolina style. It's a higher you know higher uh, vinegar uh, based, uh, sometimes mustard based, but uh, I li- I like the tangy. I-, I like that combination there. Um, so with the and I like my coleslaw sweet. So with the, with the tanginess from, and the bite, cause I did add a little kick 
I think to the pulled pork. So it had a little kick plus it had, and then the sauce, I used a vinegar based barbecue sauce. So I used the, uh, um, what's his name? Uh, Myron's not Myron, excuse me. Um, YouTuber. Um, Malcolm, Malcolm's. Yeah. I used his, uh, our, our, uh, Mason Dixon sells his, uh, a bunch of his stuff. So you went ahead and just use his, uh, vinegar based sauce and I'll, I'll try this again with somebody else's sauce there's a couple of other uh, vinegar based sauce that i like as well um but i used a uh, uh, malcolm's one and uh and so with the coleslaw being on the sweeter side it was vinegar based so that's what i used to break it down and you know a quick little tip here on uh, i've we say this all the time if you're gonna make coleslaw jeff definitely make it early because you uh, do what makes coleslaw coleslaw so even if you can make it overnight even better but what makes it so awesome is when the um, the dressing soaks into the the cabbage and uh, gets it nice and flavorful and and perfect. So make that as early as possible. Um, yeah, so I'm a, I talk- I'm a fan of it having for me a little bit of that that crunch to it, but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. without a doubt, if anybody who is making coleslaw when you're showing up for a barbecue, just turn around and go home you <laughs> literally have to make it several hours before so those flavors really get into it yeah you need that you need that for me you need that in a good coleslaw um so yeah so i i made the and the one the trick that i did on this meatloaf that i didn't do originally um for the super bowl meatloaf was i actually seasoned the outside of the meatloaf so i took a, a bit of rendezvous uh and hit the outside of the meatloaf with a just n- nothing crazy, but top and bottom. After I flipped it out of the tr- out of the pan, um, out of the uh, the loaf pan you know, onto the tray, uh, top and bottom. And then from there, I um, hit the smoker at two seventy five. I did a nice big chunk of uh, pecan, uh, my regular briquettes, and f- fired that boy up. And when it was ready. Um, I put the hmm, I put the jackfruit towards the top because I didn't know how it was going to react to everything. I put the uh, meatloaf in next, and then I put the tofu towards the bottom. And I consciously put the tofu towards the bottom because I know in my smoker that is the hotter point, and I figured that extra heat down there would help remove any additional moisture from the tofu. What, what I didn't temp want. did you say you run in the smoker at again? Two seventy five. Two seventy five. Okay, that is your that is your go to temp. Generally two fifty, but I ran it a bit hotter. When I do stuff that I know is going to cook in like two hours, I tend to run it hotter anyway. All right. So, um, kept an eye on everything. Uh, about and it, everything took just about two hours to and the the meatloaf to my surprise looked aesthetically just looked amazing like they do it, it did it had that it had a glistening had a glisten to it it had like a charring almost to the outside of it um a nice crust if you will uh i, I was shocked and i think it's because beyond me does a great job of adding like a lot of oils and coconut oils to the to their mix um which you know a makes it fill you up more but and but b adds flavor but c you get that nice browning uh, effect um the jackfruit actually started to turn red or kind of like it almost looked like the inside of an actual smoked meat that shocked the heck out of me um i i, I was shocked 
by that. Um, and then I just took and jackfruit is edible out of the can. Like you don't have to cook it. So, you know, it when I so I just grabbed a piece and threw it in my mouth and I was like, Oh yeah, we're onto something here. And then the uh the meatloaf looked good, the jackfruit looked good, and then so- the tofu uh, the tofu was time for the next step, which is to obviously take it off the tray, put it in a pan of barbecue sauce and put it back in the smoker so that barbecue sauce can bubble up and congeal around the, the, the tofu. So let me uh, take a st- quick step back because I want to make sure we get on a couple of things. So first with the tofu, you're you're putting it on like almost like a a cookie drying type sheet on top of a tray. Yep. All you're doing is seasoning it, salt, pepper, whatever it is you want to season it with, barbecue yep. seasonings. Throw it on that because you didn't press it. That's why the tray is down there to collect the water and you're elevating it off the bottom of the pan mm. so that. Yeah, the, the latter. I didn't care about the water. I wouldn't have cared if the water had dripped out into the smoker. But what I do want is I don't want, I didn't want the. the sitting in water. It's sitting in water. And yeah. I wanted to make sure that there was enough space for airflow for the smoke to get all the way around the tofu and everything else that I put in there as well. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. All right, so tofu's like that, just seasoned with normal seasonings like you would anything else, smoking it, and then towards the end, you're putting it in your favorite barbecue sauce. It's not... It's not covered in barbecue sauce but it's sitting in a little bit of barbecue sauce and it's mopped all over top of it and then you're letting that do what you would do with barbecue. yeah yeah i give a good amount of sauce in there um and then maybe add like a a broth like a, ve- a veggie broth uh to the pan so it can kind of soak soak back into the into the tofu yeah and then uh sauce you know and then mix with a, a nice barbecue sauce and i just use the same uh malcolm's I bought two of his sauces because I just ran out to the store real quick. Um, I bought his vinegar sauce and I bought his regular sauce. And so I used the regular sauce for that. All right. And with the jackfruit, mm-hmm. again, you did the same thing. You, you, you pounded, you pounded it kind of flat, forks pulled it apart, then seasoned it with your desired barbecue seasoning like you would a pulled pork, uh, hitting it with the AP and your desired seasoning from there. Yeah. So and once then- it was smoked, I just put it in a bowl and then added one, and the same thing like you would expect with a pulled pork is where, you know, most of the flavor is on the outside of it, but you know, we had that smoke flavor that permeated through. So it was pretty much the same thing, you know? So I was like, okay, so I went ahead and pulled it and then sprinkled it on a light little dusting of seasoning into the bowl as well. So I could mix it all, all up together. 
So it, it smoked just in a, on a sheet, kind of flat on a sheet. Nope. Racked it as well. So same, same cookie sheet, but I put a rack in much like I did the tofu. I put a rack in there as well, laid out the jackfruit across the rack. So once again, this smoke okay, okay. could circulate all around. Well. Yes, elevated in the rack. So, so yeah, not the rack for the smoker, but the rack inside of yes. the sheet. Okay. Yeah. So that, that's elevated as well, getting the smoke mm-hmm. around it. When mm-hmm. you pulled it off, it was pretty much seasoned a little bit more barbecue yep. sauce and I'm done. It's not going back on the smoke with the barbecue nope. sauce. Nope. Nope. Just pulled right. it off and got a good decent amount of the vinegar based sauce in there. Uh, stirred it up, put it in a bowl that was ready to rock. And the meatloaf, you went from the Beyond Meat stuff. You probably added your own little bit of seasons in there. You added the applesauce as your binder. You yep. probably yep. added some diced veggies as well in there. Yeah, peppers I, and I, onions. I thought I remember seeing. Yeah, okay. Um, I was gonna say I thought I remember seeing peppers in there. All right. Yep, peppers so and onions that. in there. Um, the uh, seasoning inside, seasoning, uh, dusting on the outside, and then I actually sauced the the the, the uh, meatloaf. So I took the same uh, Malcolm's uh, barbecue sauce and I just took a brush and I you know, spread it on all the all eight pieces and then let that uh, tack up in the smoker as well. Towards the end. Towards uh, the end. Right. Yeah. So it goes on. Co- once you're thinking it's pretty much done cooking, mm-hmm. then you're mopping it like you would anything else on a, that you're trying to get a tacky seasoning, on, like whether it be like wings and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And but you dusted it right before you mopped it. Uh no, but I dusted it before one end. Okay, all right. And then I'm um, then I just you know I I spread a nice layer of barbecue sauce on it yeah. and let that sit for like another fifteen minutes in there. Cool. And, and rendezvous then, is like if people haven't tried it out, I will include a link to it. It is a quite delicious uh, seasoning, and it does I think it does fantastic on ribs. It does fantastic on chicken. It It is a very universal. I've even put it on uh, salmon in the past. It's mm-hmm. a really good universal seasoning. Yeah, definitely one of my favorites. Um, But the so and then it was time to eat. So what I did was I try I cut a slice of the meatloaf and just took a bite and was floored. Smoke flavor all the way through the meatloaf. 100%. Um, the seasoning went perfectly on there. Uh, the sauce gave it a nice little sweet. So you had a sweet, savory type of uh, flavor on it. Uh, it. It was just really, really good. Really tasty. Really good. And honestly, I've been eating it. You know, uh, my daughter liked it. I don't know if my wife ever got around to trying it, but my daughter liked it. She thought it was very good um, as my little barbecue sous chef. And, uh, and so the um the yeah just shocked and then so for the jackfruit what i ended up doing was i took the um i i i made a pulled pork sandwich out of it right so i took the jackfruit put it on a uh on a potato potato bun and then added the uh coleslaw on top up uh you know slight little drizzle of barbecue sauce on top of that um and then the uh coleslaw on top of that and okay. close it up and it was just delicious sandwich delicious now the when you bite into it it like the initial bite definitely could probably fool most into thinking it was pulled pork versus uh um the actual jackfruit 
the one thing that would lead you to understand that it wasn't is it has a tiny crunch to it, like almost like an apple. You know, so when you bite into an apple and that little you would get or out of a potato that it has that. And if that wasn't there or if I maybe boiled it first to soften it more, which, you know, I don't think you need to do. I I think most a lot of people would be fooled into thinking it was actually meat versus uh, pork. And, you know, and I'm not here to fool anybody. I'm just I'm just saying how. It was very tasty. And that's my approach when it comes to this stuff. I want to make something that anybody would take a bite of and be like, yo, give me some more of that. Right? Not just vegetarians over here or vegans over here, meat eaters over here. You know what I mean? Anybody who ate that would be like, yo, this is really good. My mom, who's a notoriously picky eater, she loved it. I didn't even tell her that it wasn't meat. You know what I mean? I just gave her, gave her the meatloaf. I gave her it and she was like, oh, this is very good because she likes barbecue. So that, that was uh, really, really uh, fun to see. Have, have you ever – so I was trying to remember um, a friend of mine had been trying to get me to try out this other um, – it's not uh, it's not the Beyond Meat stuff. but uh, Impossible? No, no. It's called – I think it's pronounced Seaton, S-E-I-T-A-N. I never even heard of them should take a look at it um it's another it, it, they were just like hey you know if if you like tofu you like this you like beyond like i'll i'll periodically eat uh a beyond meat burger they're not my favorite because i feel that their grind is a it's it feels grainy my first bite and even when i had some of yours i the first bite i felt was grainy but then as i ate i was like okay it's fine now um, but yeah, you should uh take a peek at this stuff it's uh oh right okay yeah i'm looking at it now yeah, it might be another uh, good idea of what to try. I know that um we we live near Wegmans, and I know Wegmans carries it. Okay, yeah. I'll, so my next try was going to be with the Impossible because they send their uh they make their stuff the same way. Um, you know where you can uh, get it in a bag as opposed yeah. to just getting individual patties. Not that it, you know if I got patties it would be that big a deal, but they do make it like that. But uh, yeah, I can do like another version. I could try this again because with uh, with both of them, the Impossible and this Seton, um, yeah, stuff. Like I say, it's it's uh, something to consider. Uh, so and it's funny because I sent a picture to my buddy, um, my training partner, who's a vegan, and he was like. And oftentimes when I'm experimenting, I make a lot of barbecue. I'll post a picture or something or send it out to a few friends. And I have a couple of friends who are like, I'm coming by to get some. And, you know, and I, I'll, you know, obviously give it away freely. I, I enjoy feeding folks. And uh, he, my buddy was like, um, do not send that to all the carnivores before I get mine. <laughs> and the funny thing is, uh, like, so he was he was he used to be a massive carnivore. Like he was the meatiest meat eater Earth yeah. has ever seen. He would eat like breakfast would contain it wasn't breakfast if it didn't have four meats in it. And now he's a vegan. And for anybody who thinks that we're joking, we're not joking. His breakfast had to have four meats or it wasn't breakfast. Now, I'm also talking about the strongest human being. 
that I ever known personally. You know, he was a massive man and a very strong man. Um, but, uh, you know, he decided to change his lifestyle up and, uh, went, uh, vegan and, uh, hasn't really looked back in probably like 20 years. Um, so, and so I enjoy making things that he likes to eat, right? Cause it's, you know, he's definitely got some great restaurants in the area that, uh, that we, you know, that he goes to and has recommended for me to check out. Uh, but the, but I also like making stuff that he's like, yo, this is really, really good. So it, it does make me happy to do that. Very nice, man. Yeah. So everything came out great. And, uh, the coleslaw. So I, I think, uh, overall for folks that do have friends that sit on both, you know, either side or, uh, and, you know, you want to make sure that everybody's included and the, the days of, okay, you're a vegetarian. So don't come to my house. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or you're a terrible. Hip- no, stop it. Let's go, man. Hey, you know, let people live and, well, and enjoy I, life. I think if nothing else, if you, if you want to be good at barbecue, you should like, I, I like, I'll give you a really good example. Like I, we have friends who they'll come over They'll if they were spending the night and it's like, I know that person doesn't, I, I only need to hear one time. They don't eat eggs. They'll eat pancakes that have eggs in it, but they can't just eat eggs. All right, great. Yeah. So like, I know when they're coming over, I wouldn't offer omelets in the morning because that's not their cup of tea. Other friend, they can eat, they will eat chicken, but they cannot eat chicken on a bone. So I immediately know if I'm going to serve like any meat to them, the bone cannot be uh, um, visible for them. They just, they can't do it. And I, I think we all have people who we know that, that have certain quote criteria around eating. I think Guy Fieri is a very funny guy. He's like, I don't eat liquid chicken. So he's doesn't eat eggs <laughs> for that reason. <laughs> um, but like, I think again, we all have friends that have, you know, certain little things about what they want to eat. And we are, you're very willing to accommodate when they eat meat, but just cause they say, Hey, just want vegetables. I think it allows you to, one, stretch your ability to cook and say, all right, I want to make them something that's going to be like, good gracious. Like, I don't feel like I'm alienated when I'm here where you just said, hey, here's this frozen uh, black bean burger. Enjoy yourself. Which I've gone through, right? It's a growing pain that uh, yeah, I think you go through. I remember we were having a cookout and salad. And this young lady was, you know, she was a ve- vegetarian and she was like, yeah, I don't eat meat. And but she brought her own burgers. Right. And I'll never forget Cause we were like, okay, fine. No problem. We'll, uh, you know, we'll, we'll cook them for you. And then, but then she was like, can you not cook them on the same area where the meat was cooked? And I remember being super annoyed. I was like, okay, come on. You know, we're all meat eaters. But I, but now I look back, I was like, it wasn't that bad of a request. You know what I mean? And if you know ahead of time that, you know, you're going to be in that situation, then why not just, you know, do some stuff that, uh, that, that folks can like that can eat right out of the gate. So I'm going to, I'm going to drop something to you on WhatsApp. Cause it was, it's just funny, but even airlines could learn from this. So there was a guy who was flying on uh, Japan airlines and he did what you typically do. If you are a vegan or vegetarian, you likely have a specific meal request. So you're going to put in for your meal request prior to the flight and he did 
the airline served him a single banana as his vegan meal. Yikes. <laughs> and, but like I say, you're having your friends come over. This is just – this is something you can put in your back arsenal of like, all right, I'm going to do that. And honestly – Get in the Discord with us because if you like, hey, I'm getting ready to do this this weekend. I want to pick your brain for some ideas because I do want this to be impressive. I think what you'll find is, and I, I've we found this is that if you put enough, if you put food out, and even with the vegetarian options, you'll find that even the meat eaters will grab a little bit of the vegetarian option because it's like, well, I might as well try it. And that you right. start to realize most people All like tofu. Yeah. Most people will like jackfruit. Is I've never had it before. This is my first time. Really good. Um. And I think, was it, is it, uh, the Impossible Burger is, I think, uh, um, Burger King? Impossible something? is at Burger the Impossible King, Whopper, correct. Yeah. And I know that they've run like the campaign that most people couldn't tell the difference between the Impossible Whopper and the regular Whopper. That's nonsense. I don't know. I haven't, I, I don't know. But yeah, I, that's I, nonsense. I think the, <laughs> if you, you know, come on. I, again. I don't look at Beyond Meat as in, oh yeah, this is a better burger or equal as a burger. No, come on, stop it. Yeah, we grind up uh, a brisket and grind up some short rib and some. Come on, man. There's few things on earth that are going to give you that flavor. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it is definitely ain't no, you know, wheat gluten based product. Now, with that said, can I take this wheat gluten based product and make it taste good and make it highly enjoyable? One thousand percent. There have yeah. been times where I'm like, I'm just going to go buy Beyond Meat burgers and cook those on a grill. I make a, you know, cheese and, you know, bread and I just like the flavor of it. So I don't mind it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, but. Oh, that but camel's it, can't it, tell it, the difference. Option. And I'd say, you know, if nothing else, if you want to try it, like you can have a, a start off with like a, a once a month trying your vegetarian or vegan options and then you may fold it into once every other week then you may fold it into like a, a weekly or weekend thing but i think you'll and you don't fine. have to go all out like i did right you could literally just say all right i'm just going to make one thing so there there is a dish for this you know particular people there you know what i mean as opposed yep. to yeah i'm going to do it i just did an entire barbecue just to see if i could pull it off but, you know, either one of the any one of those options would have been, you know, just fine for anybody. But the, the fantastic part about this, Rod, was how easy it was to make. Like I was tired. You know, I came in the house. I just finished my end table, uh, my end table build. And uh, I'd been up late the night before. And I was like, ah, I really want to get this done. And so and it was like it took me like. You know, maybe 40 minutes for the prep work and getting everything ready for the smoker. It, it was nothing. I, I couldn't believe it. Uh, so, it, it, and you know, some of that doesn't uh, uh, go towards my long history of being able to prep food quickly and get it out. Of it. But still, it was nothing was overly difficult to prepare, which I enjoyed. Nice. All right, sir. Um, I know there was tons of tips you had from you know, starting with canned jackfruit, uh, uh, pulling it before you're smoking it, uh, seizing it like it's pulled pork with the tofu. You don't want to press it. You uh, for the beyond you use beyond meats. I think it was the minced version of their meat. Use applesauce as the binder, and you know uh, season the outside of the meatloaf with rendezvous. So I think there's a tons of little tips that I think you gave during the the 
the course of the podcast that I think uh, everyone will pick up on. But overall, I think it was a success. Yeah, I enjoyed it. So the next experiment for me is going to to the next episode and you'll find out. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we're going to do an AP off. An AP, we're going to take different AP uh, seasonings and see which one we like better in a blind test. Well, it can't be blind for me because I'm the one cooking it. But in the end, we just want to see if there's a who's 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 got the best AP rub out there. So, folks, thank you all for your support and the conversations and the pictures. Uh, we love it all. Um, you know, it, it, nothing makes you happier than when you know you're able to take the tip that you've given somebody and then all of a sudden they're like, Hey man, I just made the best X that I've ever, uh, uh, that I've ever made. Um, you know, recently, uh, our homeboy, uh, Mont sent some pictures of his brisket that he uh, made. Um, and he was, he said that, uh, you know, he's had a couple of failures at, on brisket, but took some of the tips that, uh, we've provided on this show. And, uh, turned out the best brisket he's ever made so far so you'll you'll love to hear it you know what i mean it's brisket can be one of those hard things uh to get yourself through but yeah i think uh every time you're able to i'll say jump that gap and uh get just where you're like this is what it was supposed to be this is what it's supposed to be and it's not supposed to be competition as we all know it's supposed to be really good food that people enjoy eating and you and there's nothing better i always say when people come in they're having like my god this is better than mission barbecue or, or or whatever uh barbecue restaurant is you have near your house it's nice when people say that because i don't look at it as being an insult like you're saying better than restaurant food it's fixed in bulk it's that was good food for them and when they're saying this is so much better it's a massive compliment to you so uh take it and enjoy it man i love it all right man Alright folks, so until the next episode, we out. Peace. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.